Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome into the second hour here of the early line. It's Donnie Wrightside and Joe Ranieri covering everything in the sports world right here on Sirius XM Channel 159 on the grid and the ice. It's heating up. If we take a look, last night, the Avalanche turned up the gas on offense. Hey, they only scored four goals, Joe. Only four goals. But the problem was the Oilers didn't score any. So that's seven and a half that we were looking at going, they might get that by the end of the first period. Wasn't the case, and a backup goalie stepped up big here. So looking at the game last night, you're now in pole position for the Avalanche, doing what they were supposed to do, Joe, win both games at home, and they accomplished it. Yeah, and they did it in in totally opposite fashion of what we thought was going to happen. We thought this was going to be a high-scoring game, right, Uh, or a high-scoring series, rather, and we got that in game one. Make no mistake about it. They were in full control of game one as well. And then, you know, Kemper and company, they they didn't play any defense. And they allowed Edmonton to get back into that. Well, they switched goalies, right? So now you got a backup goalie who's not a rookie. He's been in the league for uh, a long time. He just turned 32 today. And what happens? They clamp down. I mean, what, they get 24 shots, I think, something along those lines last night. Uh, Edmonton could not figure it out, and Edmonton was not ready for that kind of defense. Uh, they stifled them uh, last night. Then, of course, you know, Cadre and company is just, they're shooting from all over the place, and they are uh, peppering uh, 95-year-old Mike Smith there. Uh, so when push comes to shove, a backup goalie who you're going to play and defend for uh, versus Mike Smith uh, going up against that offensive uh, powerhouse in Colorado, uh, I thought it might have been more, uh, but the under is going to confuse a lot of betters here, Donnie, because I know a lot of people are running to the window to go, give me the over, give me the over in every game, eh, settle down there. Uh, this team played some defense. I think Edmonton, uh, it's going to be a good game three to see how they answer back at home. No, it certainly is. We see the Edmonton Oilers here at the FanDuel Sportsbook for the next game at a plus 105 price. And you're right, the two seven and a half, Joe, that we saw in the first two games, that is now down to seven and even juice at a minus 110 price. And you're right, if you're looking from an Edmonton Oilers perspective, you say coming into game two, hey, great. You know, we're going up against a backup goalie. Let's see if we can turn up the gas. I think the opposite happened. We said, now hold on here. You know, against a starting goalie, we're scoring at will. And now against a backup goalie, we can't score. So back to the drawing board, go the Edmonton Oilers. We'll see if they can... I don't know, make a series of it. Minus 850 mm-hmm. as a price here, Joe, for the series moving forward. So I ask you this question. The Oilers sitting here going back down or down 0-2, heading back to their own arena, plus 600. 
any worthwhile shot on taking them? Or is this this, we're not getting in the way of the Colorado Avalanche right now? Uh, yeah, I'm not getting in the way. They can beat you with their starting goalie, their backup goalie. They have multiple ways uh, to beat you. And we're talking about two teams that are the fastest skating teams we have seen. So it's no shock that the total is at seven because they're lightning quick and offense can come quickly. But if you can't get uh, if you can't get in front of the net, if you can't pepper shots on there, um, this is going to be a tough one for Edmonton uh, to overcome here. I mean, this is in Calgary. Markstrom's not in that. Um, I think Calgary uh, showed us that maybe they were a little bit more overrated than we think. Uh, and I do think that maybe we forgot just how good this Colorado team is. Some might say uh, the best we've seen in a long, long time. So. Hopefully, they'll be able to get over the hump and finish Edmonton and await the winner of the Rangers and Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, big game tonight coming in as we welcome in the radio audience, Sirius XM Channel 159. This is the early line. It's Joe Rainier and Donnie Wrightside here in the morning talking a little bit of hockey, and a big game is in effect here in the Garden. A plus 114 price here as a dog for the Rangers. And quite frankly, Joe, if we take a look at the NBA versus the NHL, Yesterday for me, I look at the Golden State Warriors and say, man, they're going to be the fresh legs here. They're going to be able to beat the Celtics. How can the Celtics come off two series, back-to-back game sevens, and then perform when rested and ready Golden State? Well, that wasn't the case here where the Lightning were supposedly, Joe, rested and ready, got blown away in the Garden. <laughs> One of those games we thought would be lower scoring wasn't. We see tonight short dogs here on the Rangers, total of five and a half. What are some thoughts tonight between the Lightning and the Rangers? So uh, one of the all-time greatest trends in all of sports taking center stage uh, right now there, uh, Donnie, mm-hmm. tonight with the Rangers in Tampa Bay. So we have it now where the Tampa Bay Lightning over the last three postseasons are 17-0, and guys, after a loss. And the guy in net uh, manning the pipes there and all 17 of those wins in bounce-back situations, yeah. Vasilevsky. So uh, this is going to be interesting. They're holding teams in these bounce back situations in the playoffs, Donnie, to about a goal a game. They're scoring about four and a half over this stretch. So uh, if you believe that uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, you ain't betting the Rangers here tonight. You're betting Tampa Bay Lightning to bounce back and even this series up at one apiece. The Lightning, Joe, were favored at a minus 190 price for the series before game one. We're now looking here at the FanDuel Sportsbook and seeing a Tampa Bay Lightning line of plus 100. Quickly, value on the Lightning here for you on this series? If you didn't bet them, bet them now. Uh, because you're not going to get that, Donnie, if they, uh, and when they win tonight. That ain't going to be available. So get them at even money now if you like them. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun to watch it play out. And one thing about playoff hockey, the Garden is going to be rocking once again. So we'll oh, see yeah. if that championship pedigree can show the way here for the Tampa Bay Lightning in game two. As we said, they are a favorite here in the Garden. We got a lot more to talk about here for the rest of this hour, including the Major League Baseball preview starting coming up next. Stay tuned. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Right back at it here on the early line, Friday morning edition, right here on the grid. It's Donnie Wrightside and Joe Ranieri transitioning over to the Diamond and setting up a couple series for this weekend. Now, if we take a look at the baseball season, Joe, I'm a team total guy, and I love to see finally where I roll over each day and say to myself, look at this, 75 degrees, 80 degrees, 85 degrees, as opposed to what we saw in the month of April, 40 degrees, 50 degrees, chance of snow, rain all over in the forecast. So if we take a look today at Wrigley Field, St. Louis and Chicago, nice weather, 77 degrees at first pitch. And how about this? Mm-hmm. A wind blowing out double digits to right field. Now, typically, those winds that we like at Wrigley, dead center field, 20 miles an hour, just get the ball in the air, and it leaves the ballpark. But we're taking a look here at the FanDuel Sportsbook at roughly a pick in this game at minus 108 each side. And how about this? A total with nice weather and the wind blowing out at least in one direction, only listing as an mm-hmm. eight here. Stroman's going to go up against Michaelis today. And if we're looking from a lineup perspective, for me, for the St. Louis Cardinals, you might be able to get some damage done through the middle of that order. If we're looking at weighted on base percentages mm-hmm. versus right-handed pitching, St. Louis decent here. Gorman, a 484. Goldschmidt, 392. Arenado, 353. Yepes, 350. And also Donovan at a 397. Should we be anticipating scoring here at Wrigley today? For me, the eight seems a little bit light, but Michaelis has had a pretty decent year here for those Cardinals. He has, uh, and things seem to be going uh, swimmingly right up until last week uh, where he got lit up by a Mm -hmm. team that can't hit uh, named the Milwaukee uh, Brewers. So it was not a great outing for him. Uh, And I think the the wild card here is Stroman, who – had an amazing month of May. He was terrible early on, but again, with no spring, limited spring training, guys like a guy like Stroman, uh, it may take him a little while to get uh, to get it going. The fact that he's not hurt, he spent a little time on the IL. I think he missed a couple of uh, starts because he was on the health and safety protocols there with uh, with COVID. But uh, when he has come back, since he's come back. He's got that sinker going, and Donnie, you know it. Stroman is a guy that keeps the ball out of the air. Uh, he can, he'll make you swing at his pitches, and of course, uh, you're not going to be able to get him in the air. Uh, Nicholas worries me. Uh, that last outing, uh, there was some regression coming to him, uh, and it came big time against the uh, Brewers, who were giving up a lot of hard contact there with him. So I think Stroman is the perfect guy in this spot 
to keep that number at eight uh, a little bit low here. So uh, to me, I, I think maybe the under in the first five or the Cubs at home first five might be the best way to approach this game here. They won last night 7-5 here. I don't see any reason why the Cubs with Stroman on the mound can't handle it uh, for game two. Yeah, M.O. for pitchers there. If you want to get signed up and you want to make some money at Wrigley, you better keep that ball on the ground. So the yep. Super Bowl pitchers, those heavy ball pitchers, as we like to say, certainly they do provide dividends there in Chicago. If we move down to South Beach, your neck of the woods here, San Francisco Giants mm. and the Miami Marlins. Favorite here in this game would be the Giants. Better pitcher thinking on the mound here from a Giants perspective. We take a look at Alicia Hernandez here for the Marlins. XFIP, you know, not very good on the season, above a five and a half. He's actually got dominated here, Joe, from lefties and righties. Mm -hmm. Weighted on base percentage to lefties, a 394 to righties, a 335. The thing that the Giants can do is they can throw quite a bit of lefties at you. If you look at the anticipated lineup today for the San Francisco Giants, Lestella lefty, Yastrzemski lefty, Peterson, Crawford, Gonzalez, and Walton. So throwing quite a bit there. Now, as we say, Pitcher's ballpark, no doubt about it, in Miami. Good pitcher mm -hmm. on the mat, at least this season, for Cobb, for the Giants. Is it always the fact where the first thing you do when you bet a Miami Marlins game at home is, how can I find a way to take the under? I do think the Giants should be favoring this one, but quite frankly, maybe a team total look for the San Francisco Giants. I think they might be able to notch four, maybe get the five runs off of Hernandez. What do you think about this game down in South Beach today, Joe? Well, I think uh, you got two gas cans on the mound. Uh, Hernandez uh, can't keep the damn ball in the park, Donnie. He's got a bit yeah. of a home run problem. The problem uh. is he continues to give them up, um, and that's the issue here. Uh, they were, it, you know, listen, uh, Sandy Alcantara last night uh, was dominant as his usual there. So the Giants were kind of sniffed out there. It was kind of a weird spot with. Miami coming off of that double header in Colorado had to fly home. Then the Giants were there. So uh, it was a weird spot. But I anticipate that Cobb, who had a really good start his last time out here, uh, the Giants are four and four with him on the mound this year. But I think Cobb turned the corner in that last outing. I, I don't think he's nearly as bad as his five and a half, almost six ERA says. He had a couple of rough starts early in the year, but. I can't trust a guy in Hernandez that continues to give up home run after home run after home run. I think the travel schedule catches up with the Marlins today. So I'm kind of with you, maybe an over team total with the Giants and certainly look under when it comes to the uh, Miami Marlins today. I think that travel might catch up with them here. Yeah, to the old school eye, Joe, as you like to say, guys, hey, you know, his ERA is low because we take a look at Cobb. It's 5.73, which is ridiculously bad. But he has an XFIP minus mm -hmm. number of 61, which is very good. And how about his XFIP yep. number? 2.35. Mm -hmm. So you have a guy with an ERA that looks like he should be one of the worst pitchers in baseball, but you match it up with his exit yep. that says he's actually one of the better pitchers in baseball, maybe just not getting as lucky. And you're right, Alicia Hernandez, a 5.77 ERA, his exit number is 4.83. So we'll see how that one turns Ooh. out as we keep moving down mm -hmm. the diamond today. The Tigers and the Yankees. And sometimes we talk about teams that are just hot and you say, all right, you want to ride the Yankees, but hey, how about those Detroit Tigers, as we previewed earlier, four out of five games against those Twins? A little bit different coming into the Bronx, and yes. You're going to get Garrett Cole in the mound today. Wonderful XFIP on the season here. He's dominated left-handed batters, right-handed batters, and quite frankly, looking at the lineup for Detroit, which outside of these four to five games that they've done well at the plate, this is a team you really can't count on to say, against really good pitching, I can get four to five runs against. Now, the price is going to be expensive for the Yankees, maybe a parlay piece, but I'm not one of those guys that says, you know what, upset's brewing here. 
for the Tigers. So uh, let me let me take us back, guys. Uh, it was April 19th. It was freezing cold. We're in Detroit. And on the mound is one Garrett Cole, uh, uh. who goes out and lasts exactly one and two-thirds innings because he got lit up like a Christmas tree by this Detroit offense and this Detroit team. One of the worst outings and the shortest outings we have seen in Garrett Cole's uh, career. Now I fast forward you to a Yankees team here today that uh, just swept the Angels in the doubleheader like you meant. It just continued to dominate the best start in franchise history since that 114-win season, which feels like a million miles ago, but the reality is uh, at home, under the lights, and Detroit's been playing some decent baseball against the Twins uh, and teams along those lines. This is a different animal. This is a step up in class, and I would not want to have to uh, take a bat against Garrett Cole, who I can assure you remembers that April 19th and what they did to him there, which really was what? His first or second start of the season, it was awful. Uh, he is not the same pitcher. I anticipate pure domination by Garrett Cole in this game tonight, Donnie. Hey, there we go. I mean, Yankees continue to cruise here, and rightfully so. We'll see if they get those bats to come alive. We'll talk about a game quickly here because we don't have set starting pitching, but it's the Angels and the Phillies, and more of about the game itself here, Joe. Two disappointing teams coming into, you know, I, I guess play here in June because we started the season. I go, okay, maybe the Angels can do something. And hey, maybe the Phillies will challenge the Mets. Doesn't look that way. But it looks like we're going to have two lower level pitchers here on the mound in Philadelphia. And as we know, National League, you have DHs now. Maybe we get some runs. We'll wait for the lines to come out. But just talk about quickly Angels, Phillies, come something. Somebody's got to win tonight, right? Yeah, you're right. And here's how I'm going to tell you how this game goes. You ready? Uh, the Phillies uh, do great with Eflin. They bring in the bullpen. They make seven errors, and they end up coughing the lead up late. Game over. Angels win, and they break their uh, losing streak. Is that, how's that? Is that, I'm, does that sound familiar? Because that's what it's going to be Help with Phillies. Exactly. You get that two-to-one lead after six or seven innings. And say, yeah, you know what? Bet the other team because the Phillies notoriously will give this up. And if they do get the extra innings, bet your house on the team that plays against my Philadelphia Phillies. It is what it is here. We'll continue nope. to preview the Major League Baseball card here on a Friday. The early line. It's Joe and Donnie. Stick with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Oh, All right, let's continue down that path in Major League Baseball for a Friday. It's Donnie and Joe here on the Early Line Series XM Channel 159, setting a table here on the grid. More baseball, more fun. Guardians and the Orioles tonight from Baltimore. Zimmerman, the lefty, will be on the mound versus the Beebs for the Colorado Guardians. If we look at this game and try to match it up, for me, obviously, Bieber is the better pitcher. Hence, the Guardians mm-hmm. are favored. Guardians offense leaves a lot to be desired, but I do think there are some ways that the Guardians can score runs tonight. Zimmerman, the lefty on the mound, X-Rip around that four and a half range, but lefties and righties, both of them, have been doing some damage against Zimmerman on this season. 33 batters that Zimmerman has faced from the left-hand side. Keep in mind, again, Zimmerman is a left-handed pitcher. 360 weighted on base percentage and a 375 ISO power number. Not very good. Flip it over to the right side Mm -hmm. here. 180 batters faced in 2022. 350 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 250. What you're going to get tonight here is a heavy rotation of a lot of switch hitters and right-handed bats here for the Guardians. Even as we see them as a favorite at the minus 136 price over under eight and a half, I'm under the belief that the Guardians should be able to take care of business and also maybe in the market for a team total tonight. Looking at this game, and I know I, I hear you got burned a little bit last night in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Coming back on a game here between the Guardians and the Orioles, what do we think, Joe? Well, I, I think Bieber has uh, has finally uh, turned a quarter, um, a corner here this year because it was not a great start to him. There were uh, a lot of conversations about his decreased uh, velocity. He was getting lit up early, but he's actually done a pretty good job here uh, over the last month. In fact, I believe he's uh, gone at least six innings in his past three starts, one and one, 1.71 ERA in those three games. That curveball really starting to work uh, for Bieber. Um, and they got it rolling, this Cleveland team, starting to score some runs. We did watch, and you're right, Baltimore burned me last night. I'm sure it burned some others in that extra inning loss against Seattle. But, you know, here we go. Uh, What is that bullpen going to be like for Baltimore after, uh, you know, we've got a little bit of travel going on uh, for uh, Cleveland, but you got a 10-inning, late-inning game where the bullpen was emptied out last night. Uh, Are all the arms going to be there? Is Zimmerman going to be asked to go further than what he probably should? The answer is yes uh, to all of that. Interesting, though, the Baltimore Orioles have alternated wins and losses in their last nine games here, Donnie. So uh, coming off of that loss last night, will it be another win for Baltimore here? I think it's a tough spot for Baltimore. I think Bieber has actually found a little something here. So I do think uh, the Guardians is the way to look here. Better pitcher, better spot for them as opposed to Uh, the Orioles, who are going to ask too much of Zimmerman here tonight. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Uh, Weather conditions tonight in Baltimore, 78 degrees at first pitch, no precipitation. So pretty clean night here. Now, one team Mm -hmm. that's probably happy to get out of the city of Toronto was the Chicago White Sox. And they say, all right, where are we going? Down to Tampa Bay? Notoriously tough to hit down there in the trop. And how about this? As we preview the AL Cy Young market, 
Shane McClanahan mm. is right up top here. You're talking about a guy with an outrageously successful first two months of this Major League Baseball season. Just looking at some of the numbers, he is a lefty. Now, normally you would say to yourself, hey, no, Joe. This is exactly where you want to take the Chicago White Sox going up against a lefty because, quite frankly, they have very good numbers once again this year mm-hmm. with weighted on base averages. But you're not going up against your average lefty this year. If you look at McClanahan, left-handed pitcher that he is going up against lefties, 36 batters that he's faced, a 238 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 088. Fantastic stuff. So typically you would say, all right, lefty pitcher gets out lefty batters. That makes some sense, some success. How about what does he do against right-handed batters? 187 batters that he's faced here, a 245 weighted mm-hmm. on base percentage, and a 119. If we take a look at some of the analytical stats, an XFIP minus number, which the baseline in Major League Baseball is 100. Anything above, you're below average. Anything below 100, you're having a good season. He's at a 44 with a minuscule XFIP number of 183. Now, I know that they are a heavy favorite here, sitting at minus 210 here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, and the total of seven. It's hard because that old adage where just bet the White Sox against a lefty pitcher, mm-hmm. you can't do that tonight for me, Joe. I can't do it. Vince Velasquez? Like, oh, hell no. Oh, you got to be kidding Vinny's me, Johnny. I mean, you still Philly's have – You're a Phillies guy. Phillies. Oh, yeah. Then you're already, you're breaking out in hives. You got to be kidding me talking about that. Uh-huh. Uh, McCallahan was, has been – Phenomenal, guys. Uh, 4-0, I think, in the month of May, 1.15 ERA. He hasn't given up, uh, I think, more than uh, three. It's basically been three runs or less in all 10 of his starts this season. Now, the interesting thing is both teams are going to be missing their shortstops. Uh, Obviously, Anderson for the White Sox, who has been phenomenal for him, but he's gone. Franco, they just put on the IL for Tampa and Tampa has a bit of an issue scoring runs as of late, just 21 runs here in the past eight games. So you need uh, McClanahan to actually have that kind of dominant situation here tonight because we can't trust Tampa to get the offense going. They've been doing Brandon Lowe went on the IL earlier too as well. So both of these teams are beat up. But when you're talking about, you know, the pitch starting pitchers here, yeah, it's it's Tampa all day long here against this White Sox team who does have Lewis. They are getting a little healthier, but without Anderson there, uh, yeah, no. I, I'm going to take Lanahan to continue his dominance right now uh, heading into the month of June. He was so good in May. I don't see why anything changes against this White Sox team here uh, to begin June. And can we honestly have a conversation about how terrible a coach LaRusse is I don't know what he's doing there. I don't know why people continue to think he's like he walks on water. Like, what what are you talking about? The guy is terrible. He's been terrible. And you guys continue to prop him up there. Uh, White Sox, uh, the organization, props him up like he's got this secret ingredient somewhere that's going to make them contenders. They're not. He's going to do more harm than good here as this season continues to go on. Old school Tony LaRusso. And also, yes, you think down mm. that Tampa area, you're having a run in the uh, store of McClanahan jerseys, like the seven-year-old, eight-year-old kid you take to the game. Yep. I want that McClanahan jersey. Most people in Major League Baseball who bet the sport probably couldn't pick McClanahan out of a lineup or even say what team he plays for, yet he's in the Cy Young award-winning market here. As we continue down, previewing Major League Baseball here on a Friday. How about this one? Mm-hmm. Padres and Brewers. And I get shivers at this because I see the six-and-a-half total, and I say it can't be. It can't mm-hmm. be April anymore. We're supposed to have seven-and-a-halves, eight-and-a-halves, and nine-and-a-halves out here, but you got two pretty good pitchers. 
futures here on the mound. Corbin Burns, a 69 XFIP minus number. And take a look at the two ERAs. If you're still in the ERA, Corbin Burns, a 1.95. Joe Musgrove, a 1.86. Not exactly the most explosive lineups on either side. So maybe that 6.5 is deserving. The Brewers, a minus 152 favorite. I know the 6.5 is low, but when you're dealing with two guys that barely give up anything on this season, and it's not exactly murderer's row on either side of these lineups, maybe you do look towards the under 6.5. Boy, but it's hard to do, Joe. No, it's... Yes, in, in a lot of uh, in a lot of ways. And San Diego uh, quietly uh, having a phenomenal stretch here in the month of May. Uh, Milwaukee, uh, they're winning some games as well, although plenty of question marks still with this lineup for Milwaukee. And now you're talking about Burns versus Musgrove. You're talking about two of the best in uh, the National League right now going toe-to-toe. It's hard for me to trust this Brewers rotation against a guy like Musgrove, although Musgrove hasn't had a lot of success against the Brewers, I think he's 0-3 in his last couple of tries against them. Uh, the Padres, love him. The lineup uh, starting to come together. We mentioned Machado as an MVP earlier. What a year he is having. Uh, but this would strictly be uh, a situation where I would look under, first five under, maybe uh, even a team total under right now. Uh, with both of these guys, these two pitchers are yeah. dominant, uh, and I don't see any of that changing with these two lineups against them here tonight. Yeah, it looks the same. I mean, you see that six and a half, it's there for a reason, as the old but saying goes for me. Yep. Don't just pick a total out of a hat and say, hey, six and a half. Feels great tonight right. in this game. No, it's there for a reason at this point. Let's skip down a few games here. The nightcap once again, because I'm fascinated. When two really good mm-hmm. baseball teams square up on a Friday night, it's going to get some attention here. That's the New York Mets and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Bassett will be on the mound for the Mets and Anderson for the Dodgers. Two pitchers that you're coming into the season probably saying, well, we'll see what we get out of these two guys. Both have been pitching very well. Eight as a total listed in this game, a minus 156 for the Dodgers. So the question is going to be, is Lindor back in the lineup, which the Mets anticipate he will be? And also a Mets team that hadn't been shut out the entire season, Joe, gets shut out mm-hmm. last night. More of the same here in pitching. Are we looking towards an over-under or maybe a side here on a Friday night? I, listen, Anderson, my goodness. So they get Heaney, the Dodgers, in the offseason, right? He gets hurt. So now yep. Anderson all of a sudden who... You know, Pittsburgh Pirate fans, uh, you're going, where the hell was this guy? Uh, he's 6-0 and on the season. Amazing job. I mean, Gonsolin last night, Tyler Anderson, you're like, all right, now the bottom half of the rotation, this is going to be easy for the teams that are playing against it. Yeah, no, it has been anything uh, but easy. Uh, Bassett has been uh, good. I don't think he's been great for uh, the Mets, at least not as of uh, late, but I think the Dodgers, they finally righted the ship a little bit there with that uh, after that Pirates series. They get a really good game one win. I think they continue to roll that over into game two. This is a different level of competition for the Mets, who to this point, yeah, the schedule has been very kind to them. It's not going to be kind over the next 10 days. A lot of very important games on the West Coast coming up for these Mets. I think it's another win for the Dodgers here tonight. 
Yeah, sooner or later, playing good baseball teams without your top three pitchers might catch up to you where the Mets over yeah. the past couple of weeks, it hasn't. They actually extended that lead in the NL East, but you're right. The, the joke of the Dodgers saying, hey, man, we really struggle with the Pirates here, but boy, bring us the Mets who have one of the better records in Major League Baseball. We'll easily dispatch of them. It is what it is, but you know what time it is? Let's talk about Sunday's game number two and get you ready for the weekend in the NBA. Come on back with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. are back on the early line showing it's Donnie Sirius XM channel 159 right here on the grid and I'm excited for this weekend why well it's the weekend and of course game number two we can talk about it because we won't be back on the air here on the early line Sunday night 8 p.m. live from San Francisco maybe a bounce back performance here as I said Warriors come out to play before we get the game two here let's just put that final game one to bed because quite frankly I'm still shocked When I went to bed, look at this. Warriors thought they would win. Easy cover. Let's move on and see how the Celtics can regroup. And now we're talking, Joe, regrouping for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, and regroup uh, they are going to have to do here. And uh, there's uh, a lot of folks here that thought this was an easy game one for the Golden State Warriors who don't lose at home. And they didn't want to hear how Boston, well, they do pretty good on the road. Uh, They have been absolutely phenomenal. Now it is time for the Warriors to uh, to uh, stand up here and clean up some of uh, what was really just terrible basketball late in that game. Now, they came out and won the third quarter like we knew they would. Right. So they had a great first and a third quarter and uh, they lost the second. And of course, when you give up 40 points in the fourth quarter at home, Bad things are going to happen. Give Boston credit, uh, but they, at the same time, they cannot continue to allow the Boston players to be bombs away with wide-open threes all game long because a team like Boston, like they just showed us, Donnie, they get hot, 
it's over for you as well. So uh, even though Golden State's used to being in that position, they got the script flipped on them last night. They got uh, they got to show us something here, Donnie, and mostly on defense. They got to show us here in game two. Yep, zigzag theory applies here. Must-win strategies mm-hmm. applies here. That doesn't mean you always get the W, whether you're betting or just mm-hmm. looking at it from an analytical, excuse me, an analytical perspective here for the Warriors or the Celtics. But moving forward to game two, the Warriors can't go down 0-2, but also, Joe, we talk about this so many times, mission accomplished already for the Celtics, right? What was your goal? Go on the road first two games, steal one, flip home court advantage back to Boston and the TD Garden once they return. But I have to say, the Celtics can't be waking up this morning saying to themselves, all right, let's take the next you know, two or three days off, relax, hit the clubs, get bounced by the Warriors mm-hmm. because we already did our jobs here. Quite frankly, now, if you are the Celtics, you're re-engaging and saying, oh, my goodness. Like, legitimately, we can go 2-0 back to Boston. And if we're looking from a line perspective here, not much has changed yesterday, as we see on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Warriors favored at a minus 4.5 price. The Warriors know they can't lose game two. But that betting theory where Mm -hmm. they can't lose. You know how many times I bet games where teams couldn't lose, Joe, and they actually lost? Amazing. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, could have, should have, would have, they're due. I mean, Donnie, you go down the list. Uh, The reality is, listen, the Golden State Warriors, more than capable and certainly more experienced coming back from a loss here. They are, uh, they're going to be ready. They are, this is going to be a heavyweight fight. I don't, nothing I saw last night leads me to believe that this still isn't going to go six or seven games here, uh, Donnie. I, I, I truly think uh, that Steph Curry is not going to be as inconsistent. I mean, he, he set a record last night in the first quarter, right? He's dropping threes from all over the place. And then he was MIA in the second, and nobody really stepped up to help him. They have the shooters. They have the depth. Uh, now they've got to play a little bit of chess and figure out what lineups uh, are going to work best to combat By the way, a Boston Celtics team, have you noticed this, Donnie? As their offense heats up, their defense gets better. Like their offense fuels their drive defensively, and that is a dangerous combination for the Golden State Warriors. So if Golden State can limit their offensive success, they got a better shot of breaking through that stifling uh, Celtics defense because that offense fuels their defense as well. Yeah, maybe we're not expecting the Boston Celtics to go out again and shoot 50-plus percent from volume from three-point range with those makes. But maybe also we're not anticipating Jason Tatum to participate and go, what, like three for 17 Mm -hmm. from the floor, 12 points, and they still picked up the victory. 215-and-a-half is the total for this game. And if I see anything that I liked in game one, I like the flow of the game. I like the way it went back and forth. And you also had some really big quarters combined with some really lower-scoring quarters, but still going Mm -hmm. over the total. 215. 15 and a half, I think the Golden State Warriors come out hot once again, and it's up to the Boston Celtics to match that energy, which they did in game one here. I look towards another over here in game two, Joe. Do you think this game has a different pace, or maybe the Golden State Warriors slow it down, which I don't know why they would do that against one of the better defensive teams in the Celtics, as you talked about in hour one. What's your total thoughts here in game two on Sunday? Uh, listen, I, I'm kind of with you. I, uh, I thought for sure uh, that this game it was lined wrong from a total perspective, both for the first half and for the full game. First half total was 105, and the full game opened up at, what, 211 and a half, Donnie? And I'm saying yep. you can yep. thank Miami for that because that series with Miami 
kind of led everyone to believe that we were going to have this Boston Celtics juggernaut of a offense uh, going. But let us not forget, Dallas was like, you know, at a snail's pace there. They had no desire to go up-tempo against the Golden State Warriors. And Miami uh, mucked it up with Boston for seven games. So we got that low a number. But I'm with you. This tempo will continue to go up. Transition points are still going to be good. Uh, turnovers and points, all turnovers, are going to be important. Both teams pretty even across the board as far as free throws go. Turnovers, points off turnovers, those types of things. The big difference was um, they went MIA, the shooters, for Golden State in the fourth quarter. And Boston, they were just getting it started. So I think maybe... It slows down a little bit early in game one. So I'd be looking at the first half under this game. But then, of course, uh, I'm with you. Give me the full game over. I think uh, Golden State learned its lesson. They are going to clamp down on Boston here defensively here. And they they have no problem. You want to go ahead, we'll slow it down. But they're going to play some defense and not leave Al Horford to hit, you know, six threes wide open uh, to start game number two. Yep, make your wide-open shots. And also, in the uh, Twitter age, in the age of podcasts, can't wait to hear what Draymond Green mm-hmm. has to say over the next 48 hours as we get ready for Game 2 on Sunday, 8 p.m. Yeah. If we're looking from a finals perspective here in the betting markets on the series prices here, Joe, yesterday you could have gotten the Golden State Warriors at a minus-160 price. And I said, I didn't think that Game 1 would go in the favor of the Boston Celtics. So wait for Game 2 where you could possibly get them at a plus-200 price or better. Yeah, it's not the case here. The Boston mm-hmm. Celtics did win game one, and we take a look at a minus 170 price on the FanDuel Sportsbook here. You can get the Warriors 24 hours later, less than 20, 12 hours later, at a plus 140 price. Same thing we talked about with the Lightning and the Rangers. Value here on the Warriors at plus 140. They're not giving up and going away here, and now you can get them at plus money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, the zigzag, I think, is alive and well early mm-hmm. in this series. Golden State will... Too much experience, too much depth, uh, too much firepower not to respond here. But I think the biggest response is going to come defensively uh, for them. In fact, they actually won. And this was going to be, I thought, was an interesting part of this series was how many second chance points? Who's going to own the board, Johnny, right? Who's going to grab those offensive rebounds, kick it back out and get a three? Well, As it turns out, Golden State actually won that battle last night but didn't uh, convert nearly as well as uh, the Boston Celtics do. I think that also is going to be a huge part of Golden State in Game 2 where they're going to be boxing out, they're going to limit the second-chance points, and they're going to convert on a few more of them. So uh, all of it when it strikes it in the first half, Donnie, Boston's going to try to do what Boston just did. Only I'm expecting a little bit less than, you know, 50% from three. And I'm expecting a lot more defense from Draymond, uh, Looney and company, and uh, a little bit better action on the boards, limiting those second chance points for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, if we take a look at game two, you know the energy is going to be high right off the bat for the Golden State Warriors, oh, knowing yeah. that a good start might lead them to a good basketball game. But quite frankly, I don't know how much better start you can have with Steph Curry going for like 20-plus points in the first quarter. And you wound up losing that basketball game here. Yep. If we shift over to the NBA Finals MVP market here, still the Ooh. two best players are in the lead here. And how about this? Jason Tatum scored 12 points last night, is still the favorite at a plus-130 price. Quite frankly, if Boston wins, usually it's the best 
player, but he didn't have a great performance. So then we flip it over to Steph Curry here, down 0-1 in the series. Steph was fine last night, 34 total points. Now, we would have liked a little bit better yep. to close out that game, but still, most people are going to look at the bottom statistical line of those points. He's at a plus 145. Those secondary options now moving up. I believe Al Horford yesterday, we're talking probably 50 to 1 odds or so, yep. maybe higher for him to be MVP. He sits now at a 14 to 1 price. Looking at the two leaders in the clubhouse, Tatum at 130, Steph Curry at 145. Anybody else piquing your interest here for that MVP market? Or if the Celtics win and Tatum just plays decently, he's going to cash that plus 130 ticket here. Well, call me just a glutton here, but uh, Donnie, your boy there, uh, Derek White, if he keeps shooting the way he's yes. shooting, Come you're going to keep him on the bench? Like, you're going to keep him on the bench? But, like, you are not. He dropped 21 last night in 31 minutes. Um, he's going to be a dark horse, and I think Marcus Smart also quietly, what did he get? 18-5-4 last yes. night in 29 minutes? So... You know, uh, keep an eye on him. I think Tatum and Brown are going to alternate good games, right? That It was Tatum's night off. Jalen Brown picked up the slack. Jalen Brown is not that kind of consistent offensive player, unfortunately, because otherwise he'd be in a totally different category. Uh, so I expect those two guys to flip-flop. One is bad and the other will take over. But I think the consistency is going to come from Marcus Smart. I think Derek White's going to play a huge role. Uh, moving forward, especially coming off the bench when things aren't going well. So those two guys, don't sleep on them there. Uh, there could be some huge payday here if Boston's able to get this done. Yeah, don't sleep on the FanDuel Sportsbook now either because most of the prop bets are already up as well for a game too. So mm. you can analyze on a Friday, Saturday, and all day Sunday before they get Ooh. going on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. If we take a look at the series total games, because coming into it, regardless of the winner in game one, I mm. thought this would go at least six to seven games. So if we're taking a look at these markets, if you think now a sweep is in order for the Boston Celtics show, you can get that at a six to one price. If you think this is going gentleman sweep here either way meaning the Celtics close out the series in four to one or if you get four straight victories here by the Golden State Warriors that's Ooh. three to one games six and seven game six plus 170 and game seven a plus 180 price I'm still under the notion that we're going six to seven games now with the Celtics winning game one you're probably circling the wagons as a backer here for mm -hmm. the Celtics in that game six at plus 170 but quite frankly a loss at home for me for the Golden State Warriors means if the Warriors are going to win it's probably going to come in game seven at a plus 180 price how are you looking for this series series length to go here Joe yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, I thought this was going to be a uh, six to seven game. Six at the best. I, You know, more likely uh, seven with uh, Golden State there holding the home court advantage. Although they lost that last night there, Donnie, didn't they? So now they've given Boston uh, the opportunity now with home court advantage. Only Boston doesn't win at home. Uh, at least they have it in the playoffs. They've been... Better on the road. So maybe that maybe that's not as big an edge as we think it is, Donnie. No, it certainly is. And we want to thank Joe Ranieri for waking up early and joining us here on the early line, filling in for KW. Did a yeoman's job today. Thanks so much, Joe, for that. One more quick segment coming up. And as always, you need to listen up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, last segment of the day right here for the early lines. Channel 159 right here on the grid. Certainly want to thank Joe Rainier for waking up early with us and helping us along from 7 to 9 a.m. Before we hand it over to Ben Stevens and the morning after. Now, look, I can't wait for Sunday's game. You want to tell me yesterday the Gold State Warriors were supposed to win that game, didn't win the game, and folded up in the fourth quarter? My goodness. But I am excited for game two. And as always, Friday. Listen up. And before we get to that game on Sunday, which is going to be so much fun, I am heading tonight to the movies to see Top Gun. Yeah, highway to the danger. Yeah, all that good stuff here. That's going to come. But before that, and also on Sunday, I'm ready. You you can't tell me the Celtics are going to go on the road here and take 2-0 against the Golden State Warriors. So easily the Golden State Warriors are supposed to win the series, right? Who are the Boston Celtics? They weren't even supposed to make the Eastern Conference Finals as we anticipated. Easy, Giannis is going to take care of them. In Game 6 in Milwaukee, it didn't happen. The sign of resilience here, resiliency for those Boston Celtics, not only winning that series in seven games, but then blowing a Game 6 on their home court to close out the Miami Heat. Couldn't do it. Had to go to Game 7, but did do that. And yesterday, shocking, quite frankly, everybody, I guess, unless you had a ticket there for the Boston Celtics in Game 1, winning that game and winning it decisively being down double digits heading into the fourth quarter and winning the game by double digits. My goodness, I should have stayed awake for that game, but I fell asleep at the end of the third quarter going, I know where this game's going. Golden State 1-0, let's get prepared here for a series where probably the Golden State Warriors would win in five or six games. Not the case now, and I hope that we are headed to seven games because as I said before, game number one comes up on June the 2nd. Game number seven could come up here on June the 19th, and I hope it goes all the way through with epic performances. And thank goodness the scoring is back here because looking at that last series between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics, 195 and a half? Come on now. Let's get some scoring back up there as we got in game one. But game two, squaring up Sunday night at 8 p.m. I can't wait for it. But you know what you can't wait for? Ben Stevens coming up on the morning after right here on the Sports Grid Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.